from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. Welcome in to John Leonetti in the Morning. I'm Jean Wells along with Adam Story. Good morning. Say Mary Sue alone. Not today. Not today. Mary Sue had grandchildren responsibilities. Those are important. Until about nine o'clock last night, and then she said, "Oh, change of plans." I'm like, "Mm, "You snooze, you lose, Missy. (laughs) (laughs) That's how that works." (laughs) Fair enough. So Adam Story is here, and you brought some special guests with you. Yeah, I I have parent duties, so I've got my two oldest here. They're going to help me out and hold me accountable. Okay. Yep. If you mispronounce anything, they're going to let you know. Oh, they will. That's they good. Will. That's good. Well, I'm glad that they are here. We are broadcasting from the Mercy One studio here at Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM and 94.5 FM, and streaming at com. Perhaps you're listening on the Iowa Catholic Radio app that's free, easy to listen to. You know, and people say, oh, isn't the radio station going to close down with the coronavirus? Hasn't yet. Hasn't yet. Now, you know, if if you're scheduled to be a guest, you know, we're we're looking at having all of our guests available on phone rather than Mm -hmm. in studio Mm -hmm. and, you know, doing the things that we can. But we also want to continue to be the voice for what's happening in the diocese. And and no more appropriate than today, March 16th, as um, we'll have two great guests, Dr. Terrence Wright. Yeah, I'm very excited. I, you know, I'm a sub, but uh, uh, I'm a big fan of Dorothy Day, and so uh, and he's written about her. He's, yeah, he's written a book about Dorothy Day, and I'm excited to uh, just hear his take, his perspective a little bit. That'll be. Well, a I'll, gift. Let, I'll just let you interview, interview him. I've got on. questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is good. And then at 7:45, Bishop Johnson will be joining us. You know, with with the cancellation of the masses uh, yesterday, um, there's lots of questions. So if you have questions for Bishop Johnson, you can certainly text us at 515-223-1150. Our text line is open and available. And uh, we I have questions already that came in on, on uh, a post that I shared last night on Facebook. So um, we'll, we'll visit with him about that very, very difficult uh, choice, uh, mm-hmm. decision that he had to make. I'm sure that was not taken lightly. Absolutely. No, yeah. this is uh, hard decisions for everybody in leadership mm-hmm. at this time. Uh, and, you know, I think we need to pray for our leaders and, and be grateful, too. Be mm-hmm. grateful for their leadership, uh, all in the interest of our physical and our spiritual mm-hmm. health. You know, I couldn't help, Adam, and and I don't want to be this, like, you know, negative Nelly person, but I've been reading the Old Testament and all the plagues. <laughs> sure. And I'm like, okay, there's a conversation, you know, in the Old Testament about, you know, you sin, there's horrible things that happen. Sure. Yeah. Well, Do we believe that anymore? Because it sure feels like this is a plague that, uh, and we certainly are a sinful society. Well, you know, I it's uh, the connection between a particular sin and a particular tragedy. I think that can be overstated. Uh, but I do think, you know, disharmony in the world, woundedness in the world, uh, the reason there's any any disharmony is because of our rebellion mm-hmm. against God. And so 
you know, when we pray, and, you know, this is a particular time, we pray the Our Father, and we pray for God's kingdom to come, for his will to be done. Uh, and, you know, we should long for that. We should desire, you know, Lord, heal these disharmonies in mm-hmm. our life, uh, in the world, but in my own heart, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do hope that this is a time that draws us closer into prayer and draws us into Christian charity and care for our neighbor. You know, in this in this situation, a lot of people are turning towards, what do I need to do to be mm-hmm. safe? But uh, what am I doing to protect the people around me? I think that that's an important question for us. Yeah, I like to get to the very practical part of it. And there was a, an uh, analysis of how many sheets of toilet paper How many squares of toilet paper do you need for a family of four in a month's time, you know, before the the, it's replenished? And it's like, you know, people that are hoarding have enough toilet Mm -hmm. paper for the next 17 years or something like that. (laughs) Sure. And the practical side is, you know, say to your neighbor, call your neighbor and say, is there is there something do you need? Maybe they need toilet paper. Sure. Yeah. Rather than hoard it. Take a four pack yeah. <laughs> over to your neighbor. Yeah. Take them some disinfectant. Maybe they need some groceries. You know, the elderly are more susceptible. Let's let's help out those folks. And, Absolutely. and you can deliver it to their front door and you never have to know. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Hey, we've got Mark Amadeo coming up and all of all of the good things you know and love here at Iowa Catholic Radio. Uh, Adam, could you lead us in prayer this morning? God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strengthen us today so that we might witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo. News and Sports with Mark Amadeo. Mark Amadeo, it's not your older sister's. Well, one of them. Well, <laughs> Good morning, Gene. <laughs> Fine. Yes, Adam is here with us. Uh, Good morning. You can only throw one of us under the bus. <laughs> yeah. Either that or he's your Good little morning, baby brother. Good morning, Adam. Yeah. Good morning. I, well, I saw I saw Adam at the uh, Catholic Men's Conference last month down at the Embassy Suites, and I didn't realize he was in the confession line, and I was wondering why his line was moving so slowly. He was leading off that particular segment, so uh, I certainly understand, Adam. Um, you know, you got to be thorough, so that's, that's what I'm right. trying to do, yeah. Right. You brought your journal with yeah, your list. Yeah, that's right. I said, how much time do you have, Father? Don't worry. Uh, you'll be done by lunch. Yeah. Uh, you know? Oh. When Father saw that journal, it looked like an old encyclopedia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, that thick. they have to earn their keep every once in that's a while, right. so that's what I'm that's doing. Right. Yeah, Those slackers. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, Taking on all those sins for well, us. Oh. Glad to have you both here. Last we uh, heard of John, he was heading to Arizona this week. He was supposed to fly out this weekend, so hopefully everything's working out yeah, well for him down it. there, but yeah. I haven't heard anything. Yeah, for all of those uh, travelers that they are safe. Safe Absolutely. in their travels, safe in their destination. Yeah. Well, no question, but uh, just seeing some of the live uh, shots today on some of the n- news stations here in town, the airport is uh, vacant, basically. There's not yeah. a whole lot of people moving. People have canceled plans. This is spring break for a lot of communities uh, with uh, schools being uh, off for the spring break, and then it sounds like we're going to have a little bit more of that with the, uh, the virus spreading. So we're going to have about a month off of school, it sounds like, as of today. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll get more details about how that might impact our our Catholic schools here 
mm-hmm. Bishop Johnson may have something to share, or we may be finding out later today what, what they're doing. I know they're having conversations. Mm-hmm. No yeah. question about it. Thank goodness for EWTN, as uh, we heard uh, and watched Mass yesterday at mm-hmm. the uh, 11 o'clock hour, as all of us had to do, is there was no Mass. As a matter of fact, there there's no gatherings of more than 50 people recommended, and uh, that's going to be the... The, the way we live here in the next uh, probably two to four months, it seems like, depends on how this all t- transpires. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm going to have to cancel all of my my uh, dinner social plans where people come over. Oh, wait a minute. I don't have that many friends. <laughs> you need a big dining room, yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. Yes, yeah. you would. Keep safe, people. That's yes, the message. Keep yes, safe. You. What do you have for us, Mark? That's uh, correct. What are the sports scores, Mark? <laughs> The only the only sports we're going to have are the what I'm going to read, and that's the state champions crowned last Friday yes. night at the boys' state basketball tournament. That's it. There are no sports when they shut yeah. all that down. They're shutting everything down, mm, yeah. and uh, that's uh, that's how big this uh, this pandemic is. So yeah, nothing to report probably mm-hmm. beginning tomorrow, Gene. But uh, today we'll we'll recap that. But well, let's get right to it from the WHO. Go yeah, ahead. I'm sorry. The, the thing that I think people need to to think about, and I had until I saw this, was that. Um, you know, the reason we want to flatten the exposure is that if you think about the number of respirators that are needed, I don't know if sure. you've seen this, yep. but, you yep. know, say a hospital has 10 respirators and you're number 11. Yeah. You know, who doesn't get that respirator? You well, know, and you're like, oh, I'm young. My kids are young. We're all healthy. Really? What if it's your mom? You know, let's not let's not be silly and not take precautions just because we are young and healthy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as i point to myself who am over 60 <laughs> sure oopsie yeah but um you know i'm in good health and so anyway i i just had to share that mark it's like you know, everybody needs to be needs to be cautious that's right and self-quarantine is mm-hmm. our, our new words for yep. the next uh a month or so and we just need to heed that and uh, this will that will slow it down if people yep. heed that so Good advice there, Gene. Well, let's get right to it from the WHO-TV, Channel 13 Weather Desk, and meteorologist Megan Selwa, who, by the way, has a birthday coming up this week. Congratulations to Megan. We appreciate all she does for us here in Iowa Catholic Radio. But currently, at the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, we have cloudy skies, a wintry mix here in central Iowa, 32 degrees, a southeast wind at 7 miles per hour. Today, we'll see mostly cloudy skies, scattered showers throughout the day, a high of 47 degrees, with west winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, becoming Partly cloudy, overnight low of 33 degrees. And tomorrow, partly cloudy, dry, high of 50 degrees for your Tuesday. And on a Wednesday, partly cloudy, rain back in the forecast, a high of 58 degrees. The extended forecast on Thursday, the first day of spring, cloudy skies and rain, a high of 62 degrees. But on Friday, cold, windy, and dry, high of just 36 degrees by the end of the week. Well, in the news on this Monday morning, well, the spread of the coronavirus, also known as COVID-19, continues to rise. There are now 22 cases reported here in the state of Iowa uh, by the Iowa Department of Public Health. The city of Des Moines has declared a state of emergency, bans all public gatherings of over 250 people uh, enforced by the Des Moines police and permits and permission have been rescinded if you've had permits for uh, gatherings refunds are available upon request Uh, now iowa governor kim reynolds has recommended all schools in the state of iowa close for four weeks due to the rapid spread of the virus the des moines public libraries have uh, closed all of its branches in des moines and all 
Polk County congregate meal sites are closed beginning today. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. Friday, the Iowa High School Boys State Basketball Tournaments crowned four champions on Friday afternoon and evening. In Class 1A, it was Wapsie Valley of Fairbank. They defeated uh, Bishop Garrigan of Algona 65-53 in the championship game. Uh, in Class 2A, Boyden Hole knocked off previously undefeated North Lynn by the score of 64-51. Class 3A, right here in Central Iowa, number one seed Norwalk defeated Sergeant Bluff Luton 70-68. And in Class 4A, it was six-seeded Ankeny defeating Waukee 78-70. So congratulations to all the state champions on Friday. Well, spring break is this week for most Iowa high schools, so everything has been shut down not only because of spring break but also because of the coronavirus. Coronavirus is that that has shut down all college and professional sports. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have cloudy skies, a wintry mix of uh, precipitation and 32 degrees. Uh, be mindful of some slick spots out there, Jimmy. Coming up with the traffic today, it'll be mostly cloudy here in Central Iowa. Today's high 47 degrees. We will see scattered showers throughout the day. And this has been Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Monday morning John Leonetti show. Coming up, Jimmy Olson. He has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Not a bad drive as we get things started off this morning. Uh, in fact, no accidents and making that drive in from the West Mixer to downtown. Running about seven minutes. We are also seven minutes from the East Mixer into downtown. So again, things starting off very nice for a Monday. Thanks to Builder Kent Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Kent has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. It's all about soul. It's all about faith and a deeper devotion. It's all about Oh, Deacon Dave, I cannot help but tap my foot to that song. I love it. Oh, so true, isn't it? It's yep. all about soul. It is all about soul. Hey, and the soul of the woman at the well. My goodness. Yeah, 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 yeah. The woman yeah. at the well. It was an encounter with Jesus, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Her soul, wasn't it? It was. I mean, and yeah. and the thing that I always love about that is that it took her a while, but she got it. Yep. You know, I think so many of us like have to be, you know, slapped up the side of the head a little bit to to get what Jesus is is trying to tell us. But in this um, in this story from Scripture, she got it, and she went and she be, she became an evangelist. Yes, she did, but count on it. He slapped her upside the head, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the scrutiny, isn't it? You know, it doesn't have to be a physical slap, does it? A lot of times people say, well, that's offensive. Well, wait a minute. He's confronting her. She knows some of her faith, right? She has that faith background, but he is asking for more, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He's asking for more, which he does with all of us. And so when he confronts her, you know, and, and, and you know, he kind of set that up. You know, he knew what he was doing there, and he. But it, it it is this big picture of how God will confront us with anything to make sure that we are checking on what we believe and heading in the right direction. Right, and that's what she did, and she was willing and open enough 
to say, okay, leave the waters there, I'm going down there. And she became very evangelical in a place where it wouldn't have been accepted by, by the people around her. So she was really brave, really courageous. But once you have that encounter with Christ, right, you go. You just go and tell the story. You don't have to prove anything. You just tell the story. You know, I always find it interesting, and and I was one of these people, too, that initially when you hear the story and you find out that she's a Samaritan woman, you focus on this, he shouldn't have been talking to her, you know, Mm -hmm. and so the message of this is that we should love one another. Yeah. You know, and and you don't even pay attention to the fact that it's her soul that is being, you know, really healed and that she can now move forward in life. Right, and she's willing and she's open enough to do that. Like I said, she knew some some scriptural stuff, didn't she? Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's a she's a she's a Jew and a and, and probably an Assyrian. I, I find this fascinating that Jesus is talking to uh, the woman that's probably half Jew and the Assyrians. You see, she's a product of the Assyrian the Assyrian taking over the north, ten north tribes, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Who came up with you know who came up with crucifixion? The Assyrians. Mm. The Assyrians. I find it fascinating. Jesus is up there in Samaria and Samaritan, and these are the people that came up with the the tool that will eventually end to his in the world execution, but in the soul part of it, the sacrifice, the, the which gets us and opens the gates of heaven again. I, I find that fascinating. You know that, that that he's confronting this woman here at this point at the Jacob's well, but. Um, it's a, that's why the Samaritans and the Jews didn't like each other because of that uh, that sense that these these uh, the northern tribes were were overrun by the Assyrians. The north tribe. Deacon Dave, we could go to coffee and talk about this scripture all day, but we've got other guests we have to go to. I know. God, God well, bless I, you. Let me, let me let me read one more scripture for you. Chronicles two. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Chronicles two, where Jesus says. Where God says, uh, if my people turn to me, Chronicles 2, chapter 7, verse 14. If my people were turned towards me, humble themselves and come to me, I will heal their land. Mm. Let's not forget that today. Let's go to the Lord with all this stuff that's going on, right? Yep. And open our hearts to for our souls. I love that. What was that verse again? That's uh, Second Chronicles. Uh, chapter 7, verse 14. 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. I love that. Deacon Dave, thank you as always. Have a blessed bless. day. Hey, coming up is Dr. Terrence Wright, Associate Professor of Philosophy and Director of the Pre-Theology Program at St. John Vianney Theological Seminary in Denver. We're going to talk about Dorothy Day. Your Iowa Catholic Radio time is 718. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmentInternational.org. That's BlessmentInternational.org. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know... 
Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral home and crematory for underwriting Christ is the answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. The Catholic Tuition Organization provides tuition assistance for families to send their kids to our Catholic schools and 65% Iowa tax credits for you. Give to ctoiowa.org. Hi, this is Father Larry Richards of EWTN Open Line Thursday, and we just want to encourage you to help us. We really need you to bring people to Jesus Christ. Think about it. What have we done to bring people to Christ? We need you and we need your help because Jesus tells you, go and make disciples of all nations. You can do that by helping us. God bless you. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150. Welcome back, everyone, to John Leonetti in the morning. I'm Gene Wells, along with Adam Story. We're filling in for John as he is headed to Arizona, or is there, or is headed back. I don't know. Um, But we are so grateful that you're joining us here at the Mercy One Studio at Iowa Catholic Radio. Our text line is open, 515-223-1150. If you have a question for our guest, Dr. Terrence Wright, author of uh, Dorothy Day, a book on Dorothy Day, and uh, or Bishop Johnson that will be coming up in our second half hour. Uh, Dr. Wright, thank you so much for joining us, and I have a big fan of yours as my co-host here this morning, uh, who is eager to ask you questions. Adam? Well, yeah, Dr. Wright, I was excited to be on the show because I'm a big fan of Dorothy Day, and, and so uh, seeing you as a guest and being able to ask some questions is a gift. So yeah. thanks for being on. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to do it. Yeah. So uh, we wanted to have you on because PBS is going to be doing this uh, month of, of specials highlighting women, and they chose Dorothy Day. Why, why in the world would PBS choose Dorothy Day? <laughs> well, um, they're going to be showing this this new documentary uh, that just came out on Dorothy Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've seen it. It's, it's really quite good. So I think it's, uh, you know, I would encourage people to watch it. I think it's, they do a very good job. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't know why they chose Dorothy Day, but I'm glad they did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. You know, uh, Dr. Wright, one of the things that has always struck me about Dorothy Day is she, she kind of divides uh, defies the categorization of, you know, conservative, progressive. And uh, I think she's this beautiful witness of just living her faith. And, you know, especially today in the church where there is a lot of uh, disunity and conflict, I'm wondering what does Dorothy Day teach us about how we can live our Catholic faith in a, in a really integrated, united way? Well, I mean, you know, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, Day is, you know, 
when she embraced the truth of the Catholic Church, she didn't pick and choose. You know, she she understood that it was all true. Um, that the moral teachings that are the foundation for what we might consider social justice or the same moral teachings that are the foundation for sexual ethics or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so um, she she never saw those as um, in conflict with each other and really uh, lived it out, um, you know, and, and was a, and a great witness, witness to that. Absolutely. You know, she also, I mean, she was... She lived out her faith just so passionately, and and really, she didn't compromise with her faith. And uh, it strikes me that her as just a lay woman is able to do this. And I'm wondering, what does she teach us about just the lay vocation, how we're called to live disciples? Yeah, um, I mean, she really is an excellent uh, witness and a real challenge to to the laity to um, to really live out their faith. I mean, she. She was just uncompromising in um, in the way she she did that, um, and and I think that's a real challenge. I mean, she um, you know she she understood that when she when, when she became a Catholic, she really understood that that, re- that required a certain amount of sacrifice, um, a certain amount of. Um, um, Honesty that she, you know, had to had to embrace, and so you know you see that, and, I'm, and the thing I think they do a good job in this documentary of bringing that out. You know, they they really show the centrality of her faith to everything that she does, um, and and that commitment. So um, yeah, it's I mean she really is a is a challenge, and I think she's even she's so contemporary in a sense. I mean, even though she um, died forty years ago and. But when you look at her early life with, uh, you know, um, she had an abortion, she had a failed marriage, she was a single mother. I mean, things that in the 1920s would have been uh, pretty unusual Mm -hmm. now are so typical. And so I think she's just such a contemporary witness to the Mm -hmm. faith, too. Well, and and uh, Dr. Wright, one of the things that, you know, a documentary is always great, but it's like, oh, you should have read the book. Right. And your book was published through Ignatius uh, Press, so Ignatius.com. Uh, it's just titled Dorothy Day? Dorothy Day, uh, an introduction to her life and thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, well, know, the book you really want to read is Dorothy Day's books. You know, she was a journalist, so she's a very good writer, mm-hmm. uh, very clear um, I find her very engaging. So you know, there's. I mean, my my favorite of hers is one of the one of the first books she wrote was called uh, From Union Square to Rome, which just talks about her conversion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of a short book. And, you know, that's that's a good place to start. And then her kind of classic work is uh, The Long Loneliness. Mm-hmm. So, of all the things that you learned about Dorothy Day in your work, what what most stood out to you, or what was most surprising? Oh boy, that's a good question. Um, huh? What was most surprising? I mean, I've been, I've been living with Dorothy Day for so long. I'm trying to think. Of what, of what that <laughs> Isn't would that be. the truth? You know, you you think this when you first meet someone. It's like, oh, that surprises me about Adam. And then, like ten years later, you're like, huh? Uh, <laughs> um, I think I just I never really appreciated. Because I, I initially just really, I think, associated her with more of the social justice pieces of Catholic social teaching. Mm-hmm. And I never really appreciated her commitment to um, 
you know, that she was she was strongly pro life. Uh, she was strongly, uh, you know, committed to a, a, the sexual morality and things like that that just don't really aren't typically what you associate mm-hmm. with Dorothy Day. Sure. I mean, I think if there's one shortcoming of this documentary, it's that um, they don't really talk about that aspect. I mean, I think it was kind of a missed opportunity. So they talk about the things that are really central to her, like her pacifism and her houses of hospitality and all of that. But, you know, I mean, part of her pacifism extended to um, to the unborn. I mean, she saw it was sort of hypocrisy to, to be a pacifist but also be okay with abortion um so she um so there was kind of missed opportunity they didn't explore some of those aspects of her thought but what is on the documentary is quite good well folks uh, check your schedule find out when that will be aired on pbs on dorothy day pick up dr wright's book on dorothy day get an introduction of her and all of her readings you're going to be busy reading for the next month and a half God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us today. All right. Thanks for having me on. Bye-bye. We are so grateful to our sponsors for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio, including Bell Construction. At Bell Construction, Dean comes to the home or job to give you a bid for your roofing needs. And when the job is done, Dean, the owner of Bell Construction, personally inspects your property to ensure the highest quality of work. Roofing for 30 years. 515-963-963. We're walking on sunshine. Oh, say it is so. Megan Sowa, welcome. Good morning. How are you? I am doing well. Now, it was a little chillier this morning than what I was hoping. What's our extended forecast? We do have some warmer days on the way, but it's going to be on the more cooler average side. You know, the first half of the month of March, we actually had above average temperatures most days. Mm -hmm. And this week, we're actually going to be a little closer to average. So today, it will be a cloudy day. We do have some areas of some drizzle out there this morning. 46 degrees will be our high this afternoon. And tonight, it will be partly to mostly cloudy. There's a slight chance we could have a few sprinkles. Temperatures will drop to about 33 degrees overnight. On Tuesday, we'll see more sunshine on St. Patrick's Day. Get out and take in some of the fresh air. 48 degrees will be our high temperature on Tuesday. But again, Tuesday night, we could start to see more clouds and some drizzle moving back in. Wednesday, we will see rain chances increasing. Temperatures will go up as well. We'll be back up in the upper 50s, but we'll have rain coming down for much of the day on Wednesday. We'll keep in that rain through the evening on Wednesday night with a low of 50. And we'll reach the 60s on Thursday. So it will get warmer Thursday, but again, it's going to be rainy as well. We are going to see colder air working its way back in with a drop in temperature as a cold front moves in. Temperatures will actually drop to 38 degrees on Friday. That rain will change over to a chance of maybe even a little bit of some snow. Over the weekend, though, we'll be back to some sunshine, but it will be a cool weekend. 39 degrees Saturday, mostly sunny, and mostly sunny on Sunday with a high of 45. Okay, overall, I'm going to give you a B plus. I know, right? <laughs> oh, you you know, spring rains just end up washing some of the the sand and crud away and just really is a, a that symbol of refreshment. So yes, um, I don't mind spring rains at all. Clean everything up and, and get the trees budding. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Megan. Have a blessed week. You as well. Thank you. Let's go to Father Andrew Winchettle with today's Gospel and Reflection. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to the people in the synagogue at Nazareth, 
Amen, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own native place. Indeed, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the sky was closed for three and a half years, and a severe famine spread over the entire land. It was to none of these that Elijah was sent, but only to a widow in Zarephath in the land of Sidon. Again, there were many lepers in Israel during the time of Elisha the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When the people in the synagogue heard this, they were all filled with fury. They rose up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town had been built to hurl him down headlong. But he passed through the midst of them and went away. The Gospel of the Lord Perhaps it's odd and even disappointing that even the people from Nazareth, where Jesus grew up, don't accept him. He tries to get them to understand that the prophets before him ministered to people other than the Jews, and in that sense, what he's about to do as the Messiah is no different. While it may be tempting to think we already have all the knowledge and wisdom we need, humility to accept the gospel will enable us to more easily receive Jesus into our lives. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. When it comes to your home, Golden Rule puts your mind at ease with the Gold Club. Two high-performance system checks, a plumbing inspection, no trip charges, and you get to jump ahead in line. Don't get stuck freezing this winter when your furnace won't work. Golden Rule will make it to every Gold Club member's home. Home is where your heart is. Protect it with Golden Rule's Gold Club membership. I'm Bobby from Golden Rule, where we deliver respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service every time you call. We have a standard and we prove it. Online at GoldenRulePHC.com. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Well, welcome in, everyone, to John Lee and Andy in the Morning. I'm Jean Wells, along with Adam Story. We're sitting in for John and broadcasting from the Mercy One studio here at Iowa Catholic Radio. Maybe you're listening online at iowacatholicradio.com or on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. However you are joining us, we are grateful for your presence. It is Monday, March 16th. We'd love to hear from you. 515-223-1150, our text line is open, and we have Bishop Johnson coming up here at the, uh, the during the second half hour. If you have questions for him about the closing of our our churches or or the cancellation of masses, um, all of those kinds of things that everyone is is concerned about, be sure to text us. We can make sure we uh, get that message to him. Um, so we can address all those concerns. We're so grateful to our sponsors, including Five Sons Naturescapes. Uh, thank you to Five Sons Naturescapes, Landscape and Design for underwriting John Leonetti in the Morning. They are passionate about providing natural solutions while creating a lush and full landscape for their customers. Honesty and integrity come first. 515-493-1060. That's fivesonsnaturescapes.com. We're going to have your say of the day here coming up pretty soon, and Mark Amadeo with your news and sports. And uh, Adam, would you 
do our morning offering, please. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strengthen us today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of our Lord and the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's check in with Mark. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. So, Mark, anything interesting happening this week? (laughs) (laughs) Spring break. A lot of self-reflection. Yeah. A lot of self-reflection and uh, uh, self-isolation, too. You know, I wonder all those folks that that have taken advantage of spring break and traveled somewhere... You know, we just don't know how this is going to, you know, roll out. Will they get to come home at, at the end of five days or seven days? Yeah. Well, I think you're right, Gene. A lot of people had to consider that. A lot of people canceled their plans, but I have some good friends of mine who went to Puerto Rico as scheduled mm-hmm. and some other uh, outgoing uh, uh, countries and, you know, for vacation and spring break down to Florida and the Bahamas or whatever and Yeah, that's a great question. Tremendous question. I don't know. Just so, I don't know if your wife Mary knows this or Adam Kara might know this, but women especially need to be isolated in, oh, perhaps a spa um, for I think a week (laughs) to 10 days is the minimum. Thanks for that information. Uh Yeah, that's good to know. You're welcome. Just thought you'd want to know that, guys. Writing that down now. Adam, we have just been set up. I can tell you that right that's now. True. Show yeah, that's true. my friend. True. Oh, that's what friends are for. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, you know, you're going to have Bishop uh, Johnson on here pretty soon. But, you know, yesterday, no masses. Masses were canceled basically uh, Saturday night after some of the Saturday night masses happened. But uh, uh, he went ahead and canceled masses. And online masses, we have to, that's kind of our new era now, online mm-hmm. and through the radio, Gene and uh, Adam. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, I was talking with uh, Jimmy Olson, our producer today, and he said that Iowa Catholic Radio will be airing the EWTN uh, Daily Mass at 7 p.m. each night. So uh, normally we rebroadcast John Lenetti in the morning, but uh, John's getting bumped for the Sacred Mass. So I think he's he'd be good with that. He'll deal with it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so 7 that p.m. Awesome. you can, uh, you can in- enjoy Catholic Mass in the privacy of your home. Read along with the readings at the USCCB.org or in your Magnificat or Daily Prayer Journal. Um, so, yeah, that, that'll be a good option. No question about it. All right. Well, everybody stay safe out there. Lots mm-hmm. of a hand sanitizer. Keep using that. I know I probably probably use it for probably 20, 30 times today yep. throughout the workday. So we've got to keep doing that. And this this will pass, but mm-hmm. it's going to be a while. Yep. And uh, hopefully, my goal is Memorial Day. I'm saying right now, Memorial Day, everything's hopefully will take a turn, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Be safe, folks. What else do you have for us, Mark? All right, let's get right to it. Uh, From the WHO-TV Channel 13 Weather Desk, meteorologist Megan Selwa, who you just heard earlier, currently from the Mercy One Studios in the morning. We have cloudy skies, a little bit of a wintry mix out there. Might see a little sleet, rain, a little bit of snow showers, but uh, it's a wintry mix this morning. 32 degrees, southeast wind at 7 miles per hour. Today we'll see mostly cloudy skies and scattered showers as the temperature moves uh, gets a little bit warmer. Today's high in central Iowa, 47 degrees. West winds at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight becoming partly cloudy, overnight low of 33 degrees. And tomorrow, St. Patrick's Day, partly cloudy, dry, high of 50 degrees. And on Wednesday, back to rain. Rain likely. We could see a thunderstorm on Wednesday, a high of 58 degrees. Thursday and Friday, well, back and forth. Cloudy skies. And on the first day of uh, spring, which is Thursday, rain likely, a high of 62 degrees. And on Friday, partly cloudy, cold, windy, and dry, a high 
high of 36 degrees. Well, in the news on this uh, Monday morning, well, the spread of the coronavirus, also known as COVID-19, continues to rise. There are now uh, 22 cases reported here in the state of Iowa as of yesterday evening by the Iowa Department of Public Health. The city of Des Moines has declared a state of emergency. That means ban- banning all public gatherings of over 250 people that will be enforced by the Des Moines police. If you've had a permit or permission that has been rescinded, refunds are available upon request. Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds has recommended all schools in the state of Iowa close for four weeks due to the rapid spread of the virus. And the Des Moines Public Library has closed all of its uh, Des Moines branches. And all Polk County congregate meal sites are also closed. That's be- that begins today. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. On Friday, the Iowa Boys High School State Basketball Tournament crowned four champions in Class 1A. It was number eight seed, Wapsie Valley of Fairbank, defeating Bishop Gehring of Algona, 65-53. In Class 2A, it was Boyden Hole, uh, defeating previous undefeated North Lynn of Troy Mills, 64-51. In Class 3A, right here in Central Iowa, Norwalk defeated Sergeant Bluff Luton, 70-68, to claim their first boys' state championship. And in Class 4A, the Ankeny Hawks, number six seed, defeated Waukee, 78-70. For Ankeny, that is their second uh, state boys' basketball title. Uh, spring break is this week for most high schools in the state of Iowa, but the coronavirus has shut down all college and professional sports until further notice. Well, to, uh, right now from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have cloudy skies and a wintry mix out there of 32 degrees. Southeast winds at 7 miles per hour. Today will be mostly cloudy, and we'll see scattered showers throughout the day. Today's high in central Iowa, 47 degrees. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Monday morning. John Leonetti Show. Coming up, Jimmy Olson. He has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Still accident-free as we continue with our commute this morning on 235, coming in from the West Mixer to downtown, an eight-minute drive, and then still running about seven minutes as you're heading in from the East Mixer into downtown. So, again, not a bad drive for us as we're uh, making our way into work this morning. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Our seminarians today trust in the kindness of many donors through the ADA to cover the cost of seminary, just like today's saint. They didn't have the ADA back then. You can't fool me. Jeepers. No. They might have. Well, this is St. Clement Mary Hoffbauer, and he was born to a poor family. Uh, he longed to be a priest, but there was there was no money. So, you know, what do you do? Well, he went to work in a bakery, and two years later, a pair of wealthy women offered to support his schooling, and he finally got a chance to go to seminary. You know, and, and thank goodness our, our young men today uh, don't have to wait two years, you know, if they need to... You know, they can't afford seminary. There's a way for them, you know, mm-hmm. for us to, to support them. Um, for St. Clement Mary, uh, after being ordained and taking the name Clement, he went to Vienna to preach and to spread the faith. 
Um, But religious tensions between Catholics and Protestants forced him farther north to Warsaw. And there, Clement found a group of dispossessed German-speaking Catholics. Wow, that's a mouthful. Um, Under the religious suppression of their day, they could not find a priest who spoke German. And Clement stayed, and though they had no church for the first few years, he gave sermons in both German and Polish out in the open. And when he was finally granted a space to preach indoors, Clement increased his preaching, speaking five times a day. We ask St. Clement Mary Hopbauer pray to pray for us. for us. And so thanks thanks to our sponsors, including Stephen Reed. Yeah, big thanks to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, for underwriting the saint of the day. Real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Hey, Joe Stopulus is in the house. Okay, he's on the phone. Good morning, Joe. Close enough. Close enough, yeah. Hey, man up. It's Monday. Man up at 9. What do you have on today's show? So we are going to, because of the episode we did last week with Joseph Pierce, it was a two-part episode. We're going to run back the second part of this episode. This was a conversation I had with Joseph Pierce, or anyone who doesn't know who he is, kind of one of the foremost experts, I would say, in Catholic literature. So he's a literary scholar, and so he's kind of my go-to guy anytime I have a question on how does this piece of literature uh, work within a Catholic framework. Uh, Mm The guy is a prolific author and writer. I had the opportunity to interview him at the later later part of last year for a two-part episode on basically how to read good literature and then what what recommendations he has uh, for us as, as Catholics to get into the great work. So uh, I was just blessed to have him on, and so we ran the first part last week. We're going to run the second part uh, again this week. Excellent choice. Hey, folks, you can listen to Man Up every Monday, 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. right here in Iowa Catholic Radio, or listen to any of the podcasts. Joe, thank you so much. God bless. Take care. Hey, coming up is Bishop Johnson. He'll be joining us here after the break, uh, talking about you know the, the cancellation of Masses yesterday and, and all of the other issues that, uh, that surround this coronavirus. Uh, let's go to your Diocesan Minute. This is your news for the Diocese of Des Moines for Monday, March 16th. I'm Kelly Musher-Collins. Happy birthday to Father Dean Nimrichter. Father is the pastor of Holy Trinity Parish of Southeast Warren County. The Des Moines Diocese is following the recommendations from the U.S. Bishops' Conference and the Iowa Department of Public Health with regard to the coronavirus. We must take precautions to minimize the spread of the illness. If you are sick or do not feel well, or if you are immune-compromised, stay home. You are relieved of the Sunday Mass obligation for the sake of your health and that of the entire community. The diocesan website, dmdiocese.org, has a link on its homepage to local parishes that broadcast their Masses on various platforms. You can join us in prayer from your home, and also listed are the daily readings and precautions other local Catholic organizations are taking. Again, that's dmdiocese.org. Beginning Experience is a program intended for those suffering the loss of a love relationship through death, divorce, or separation. Their next open house is this Friday night at 7 o'clock at St. Augustine Parish. If you're widowed, divorced, or separated, come and visit with those who've been there before and are willing to share their own experiences. The St. Joseph Educational Center is inviting folks to take part in a joint program with Creighton University meant to prepare the next generation of faith leaders. The Certificate in Theology and Ministry is open to parish staff, ministry leaders, and parishioners. Contact Tom Quinlan at sjeciowa.org for details. That's sjeciowa.org or call Dowling Catholic High School and ask for the St. Joseph Educational Center. 
That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. Thank you, Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, for underwriting Catholic Women Now. As an authorized independent agent, Cindy's team can provide health insurance options from Wellmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. Cindy Schulte at 1315 50th Street in West Des Moines or on the web at cindyschulte.com. 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Wellmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Products available at Farm Bureau Financial Services. Thank you, Caldwell Parish, for underwriting Iowa Catholic Radio. Conform to the wishes of the deceased and to Catholic liturgical burial traditions. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home, Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. CaldwellParish.com. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app at iowacatholicradio.com. We believe in God the Father. We believe in Jesus Christ. Well, welcome we back to John Leonetti in the morning. I'm Gene Wells along with Adam Story. We're filling in for John. And we have a very special guest here coming up, Bishop Johnson, who will be visiting with us about oh, the coronavirus and all of that. But first, we want to thank Blessman International as one of the sponsors of John Leonetti in the Morning. Every year, Blessman International leads teams of central Iowans to share the compassionate heart of Christ with orphans and vulnerable children in South Africa. You can learn more and sign up for a trip at blessmaninternational.org. Well, our guest really needs no introduction, Bishop William Johnson. And, and Bishop Johnson, we um, I, I put out a message last night to folks saying that I would have a chance to visit with you today. And, and so many prayers came in that they're praying for you during this uh, uncertain time. And um, how difficult here, you know, your first year and, and you get the coronavirus thrown at you. Did, did you cover that in seminary? How to, how to uh, deal with the coronavirus? I think we're all in uncharted territory That's here as right. a society right. and as a church. So it's uh, it's uh, serious times. It is. And yet uh, all the more as uh, robust as our faith mm-hmm. and an opportunity for us to uh, renew that and to make fervent acts of faith and trust in God and and of solidarity with each other, whatever this means. And so our, our trust in those who God has put in leadership in our government and, you know, the medical professionals that are with us too. So, yeah, but... Uh, no, and uh, so here we are, you know, yeah. we go into the fire evermore. Well, and, you know, there are folks that are on both sides of the fence. How could we ever cancel Mass? And I'm and, and the other side is, I'm surprised it took so long to cancel it. You know, and, yeah, and, and, you I'm, getting, to, and I'm, getting, I'm getting all of those messages. Yeah, and I, and, I mean, I you didn't take this lightly. No, no, and yet uh, when I came, it was swift and... And I would, uh, as I with our priests, heartily admit that the the line of communication and the flow of how this was rolled out, but things were moving swiftly. It was, you know, uh, it was a fast-moving playing field on this with the governor's directives coming out on Saturday night and the line of communication. So as we woke up Sunday morning, uh, things were, you know, I think uh, making a judgment to how Mm -hmm. could we 
best to look after the flock and the people. And uh, yes, our, our spiritual hunger for the Eucharist is is uh, significant and uh, has a certain precedence. But uh, we can't stress that hunger unless we're able to be uh, present and 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 that uh, ultimately in the long haul. So mm-hmm. that's where I made the judgment for the for the well being of uh, individuals. And, and, you know, knowing that uh, some are going to be very frustrated, and I get that. Uh, mm-hmm. I would be, too, in that situation. Yeah. And I think our priests themselves, oh, you're kind of pulling the rug out from under us here at uh, kind of on Southern Novus. So we're going to be kind of fleshing that out with some of the policies and what this means now for the whole sacramental menu uh, going forward this week and uh, trying to be more uh, transparent in con- communication. We had been up until this past weekend with a few memos and directives and practices and you know, not trying to be an outlier in any way, trying to be very consistent with what most dioceses and the, the overall directives from USCCB were. So that's where that's where it stood. But then, you know, yeah, it was a it was a kind of a big leap forward, and uh, and I understand there were people who, yeah, uh, who affirmed it. Their their anxiety and fear. They wanted to to have that yoke of anxiety and the, the sense of you know being observant of the command to. To, to worship the Lord on the Lord's day, but uh, knowing that that posed possible fear for their family members and themselves, so it's a it's a a course we charted, and and I understand how people on both sides have uh, certain misgivings about it. Well, and folks, uh, you know, oftentimes the question is, well, what about? Are we going to cancel daily masses? Are we, you know, how many weeks are we not going to have Sunday mass? Are are reconciliations available? Are we going to do the Stations of the Cross? What about weddings? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. those are all yes. very valid, right. valid questions. And and you probably don't have a crystal ball to say when this is going well, to stop. Well, uh, and again, with the draft uh, that uh, I completed yesterday and circulated with all the priests, inviting their feedback, but uh, obviously looking to civil officials, too, and authorities mm-hmm. and the CDC, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, Looking at a cap of 50 persons for any public gathering, you know, I think that uh, kind of even uh, downsizes what the governor was proposing to us with 250 as, a, as an upper limit. So mm-hmm. I think that, you know, I think that uh, has implications for even daily mass. And, uh, you know, I know there's some small congregations that come together, but uh, we just can't be flirting with the margins and, and trying to equivocate or split hairs on some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I think, you know, I, at, at least for now, uh, and again, I'll want to consult. So anything I say this morning, uh, stay tuned. And this, a lot of this will be communicated on our diocesan mm-hmm. website later today. And, and that, so that's where I think you'll see some more concrete things. And, of course, all the subject to change, too. But that ideally we can have our churches open for devotional visits and, and uh, the opportunity to pray before the Blessed Sacrament. Uh, obviously, there's still a kind of Eucharistic fast, not being able to commune with our Lord. But I know uh, several pastors communicated to me last night that they have canceled daily masses in, in fairly large parishes, and mm-hmm. uh, I think that's going to be the practice at the cathedral too. So, well, that was going to be my next personal question: <laughs> Should I go yeah. to mass today? Um, yeah. Hopefully, you know, hopefully we can still get into our our churches and and have time in front of the Blessed Sacrament. You know, the, the million-dollar question, though, is is with the governor saying we're going to close our schools for four weeks. Has a decision been made for our own Catholic schools? I think uh, our superintendent of schools for the Des Moines Diocese, Donna Bishop, has been assiduously following all the unfolding developments. Mm-hmm. I think she's awaiting the press conference today, and, they, you know, the school's personnel have been 
conferring electronically and otherwise uh, through the weekend, up and through last night. And uh, she circulated a letter to parents and everything that went out this morning or last night uh, saying that uh, stand, stay tuned, uh, we're poised to, to go that route with respect to the governor's uh, request or expectation. So, yeah, I think, and, and this is where, again, the hardship, and I know the parents, you know, arranging for adequate care for their and supervision for their children. What's this mean in terms of their own work situations? You know, if leave is extended to them. So as a society, there's going to be enormous sacrifices, obviously in light of the, the true mortal threat that is posed mm-hmm. by the COVID virus. And, and so I think that's kind of the, the context in which any uh, disgruntlement or any kind of um, massive uh, re- reconfiguration of our life and our habits of life uh, is against that backdrop. Mm-hmm. Well, and for our listeners, Iowa Catholic Radio will be broadcasting daily mass at 7 p.m. Um, so you can participate in that uh, radio broadcast as well as then prayer for spiritual communion. Um, Bishop, anytime you want to get a message out, we can be your voice here at Iowa Catholic Radio. Uh, thank you I for appreciate that very time much. this morning. God bless appreciate you. that very much. And our prayers go out to all our listeners. Thank you very much. Would you offer a Bye. blessing for our listeners? May the spirit of peace uh, remain with you, the trust in the Lord that who is, uh, has uh, dominion over all life, uh, who is with us and accompanies us on this pilgrim way, though it, uh, certainly we encounter the cross. May the power of the cross be upon all here, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. 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 Thank you, Bishop Mary, Johnson. help of Christians, pray for us. Mary, help of Christians. Pray for us. Thank you. Make it a great Monday, everyone. For Adam Story, our producer, Jimmy Olson, I'm Jean Wells. Friends, be confident in Christ's mercy and his love. Here in this worn and weary land, Well, many a dream has died. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International.